Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Live from the Blue Seats. It's a different sound today, as you can tell, obviously. I am not Rob. I am JL, producer JL, and with me is Dave, right? That's your name. Dave, I have Dave here. Becky and Rob. Last I checked, yeah. (laughs) Okay, well, that's good to know. Thank you very much. Uh, Rob and Becky are not with us today. They are doing some parental duties, so uh, we will be hearing from them next week uh actually funny interesting story rob and becky are going to game two tonight in the pretend uh tomorrow night rather tonight rather we're filming we're recording this the night before but they will be going to the game two at the prudential center so uh hopefully they won't get bombarded with those smelly jersey fans and good luck to them rob don't worry about cheering it's all ranger fans anyways anyways so game one Opening up with a shot against the Devils fans. I like it. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm inundated with it. I need to get my punches in. <laughs> Anyways. Fair enough. So We'll allow it today. Thank you. Yes. All right. So, game one of the playoffs for the New York Rangers. Uh, a, so- a source of nervousness for many fans was relieved almost instantly. The New York Rangers came out strong pushing the Devils to the brink, and Vladimir Tarasenko opened scoring to what was arguably a solid, almost all-around effort for the most part. On this uh, episode of the show today, we're going to just go into a few things regarding you know, the good things, the bad things, the things that they could improve on, and will this game turn out to be the trendsetter for the rest of the series? But let's start off with, with the good. So, and you can you can jump in whenever, Dave, because you know I'm I'm kind of just trying to go off of my own opinion. I'm sure maybe you'll have you know similar ideas or something different. But again, the Rangers beat the Devils five to one last night, game one of the Eastern Conference first round at the Prudential Center. Adam Fox had four assists, looked absolutely killer. Chris Kreider scored two goals. Uh, Filipino had an empty net goal. Vladimir Tarasenko looked incredible. The defense was solid all around for the most part. Devils couldn't really get anything done. Igor Shesterkin was classic Igor. So, the good. Dave, in checking out the game, I want you to basically just go into detail what you saw from the New York Rangers in terms of the good, the positive. What they did right, how they were able to rebound from certain things, and just kind of just focus on what they did right against the fast and you know scurry devil's team this all came down to the first 10 minutes of the first period like every young team hitting their stride they the devils were going to be jittery and the rangers did exactly what they needed to do and they set the tone with that first kill of the trocheck penalty and then they scored Two quick goals, right? Uh, quick-ish goals right after. And that really set the tone of not just the game, but to me, the series. That this isn't going to go the way the Devils think they that it will. This is the first time the Devils are seeing the Rangers with their current lineup. Now, if you remember, when they met, what, late March, Ryan Lindgren was still out. 
and right. Ben Harper was still in. Mm-hmm. You know, as I, I'm not going to say good, as um, serviceable, as um, okay-ish as Harper was, he's not Ryan Lindgren. And, right. and if I could interject there real quick, just to add to your point, um, Harper is more suited for kind of a bigger team style of play. So he looked really good against Tampa Bay, for example. You know, he really held his own in that game, in that game, and was really able to cement his physical uh, nature into um, the Lightning. You know, big forwards, especially Corey Perry, as we all enjoyed. Uh, but the Devils oh, obviously quicker. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the Devils obviously a quicker team, you know, and and having been there, uh, sitting all the way at the top at that uh, at that game, you can tell that he was definitely challenged by that and uh, by the Devils rather than their speed. The first goal they scored at that late March game was on a you know a puck that went past them, eluded the defense there. But now, like you said, it's a full roster. Ryan Lindgren's back, full complete roster, so they probably weren't expecting that. And Penn Harper can't snipe a top corner short side uh, the way (laughs) apparently and nobody knew Lindgren could do that even the Rangers in the locker room had no idea (laughs) if that was Mikola in the locker room was going didn't know you could do that here you go well (laughs) you know it's funny it's funny you mentioned that back to Lindgren right it's funny you mentioned that uh, Lindgren goal because if you actually watch his first ever NHL goal, it's kind of similar. It was like on a rush. He came in and he was able to snipe kind of like on a like on an off angle a little bit. So does he do it often? No. That's why I could see why they're so surprised. But I wasn't necessarily too shocked by it. It was more or less like, wow, he actually pulled it off now. That's pretty good. And it's amazing that the best part about that goal is if you watch um vanisek i just blanked on who the goalie was for a second if you watch him he's in position and all he does is he shifts his head to the left to look to see who's in front for a split second and he in that split second lindgren sees it's happening and he picks the corner you know it's when the rangers traded for him as part of the Nash deal, nobody expected Lindgren to be able to do something like that. You know, at that angle, you expect him to miss completely or, you know, put it off of his face mask, basically. And so scoring mm-hmm. that goal was just amazing. And it was also timely. It was the third Rangers goal, right? Yes. Yes. So that 3 nothing lead is a lot different than a 2 nothing lead against the Devils. The Devils are a great comeback team. Mm-hmm. And setting again with the first two goals in the first period and then Lingren's goal in the second, it really put the devils, a young team in a different mindset. And then if you look at the way the refs are calling the games that favors the Rangers, at least for now, Mm -hmm. because the devils rely on rush chances. And part of that is getting into a rhythm and into a flow. And if there's constant power plays or penalty kills, their even strength play is unable to get into that rhythm. Now we saw a little, a lot of it towards the end of the second and into the third, but still the Rangers, another big difference that they did. It seems like they flipped a switch is their forwards are back checking. If you're back checking, you're 
limiting rush chances and you're limiting secondary passing lanes mm-hmm. on those rush chances instead of, you know, two passes, one across the slot line, one to the trailer, you only get one option. And most of the times it's getting blocked, like we saw with Barkley Goodrow doing all game. Mm-hmm. It was a different Rangers team, a different defensive effort. And yeah, the Devils controlled play in the second and the third, but how many true legitimate scoring chances were there? And I'm talking high danger, speed, off the rush, off of a slot line pass, something. I count maybe five or six, which is pretty good. Yeah, no, you know, absolutely. It's, it, for the getting five or six chances against the Rangers is good because they, you know, the Rangers are pretty good at shutting those down. And they're the Devils. Look at how fast they are. And the Rangers are able to mm-hmm. keep pace, even if it felt a little slow, especially when Patrick Kane had the puck. Right. I'm, but uh, I feel bad. I'm picking on Kane. I've been doing it for a while, but he just looked <laughs> really slow. Yeah. Uh, I don't. He he had the quietest two assist night I've ever <laughs> I've ever seen. Is the plays where he just kind of slowed down at the red line and then like passed it to the Devils at the blue line, letting them go. Mm-hmm. 160 feet instead of 200 feet. I was like, what the hell are you doing? But right. he had two assists, so I'm not really going to complain over that. You take it. And and you mentioned, you know, the Ryan Lindgren goal coming timely. That goal came not too long after the Rangers had a goal disallowed. You know, yep. I think it was I think it was Jacob Truba that shot it. I think this was on the second uh it was the second power play unit and Jacob Truba shot the puck and it deflected off a stick, went up and then uh, actually Heedle deflected it up and then Lafreniere hit it with a high stick and it also looked like it hit John Marino in the face and it went in the net. Obviously, the goal gets called back. You would think that that would be a source of, uh, you know, source of momentum for the Devils. But immediately the Rangers ended up potting that um, that goal back in with the Lindgren goal. And, and, and another thing you pointed out, which I'll, I'll, I'll emphasize here, is that it's the, the back checking of the forwards. I was so surprised at how urgent they were coming back and stopping the Devils quick rushes into the zone. Yeah, so the Devils will come through and what they'll do is they'll try to get that quick first pass once they get right over the blue line. And they have the ability to do so because they have the speed for it. And there were a few times where, you know, Jesper Bratt and even Jack Hughes were able to break free a little bit, but the defense were able to stop it. One note in particular that kind of stands out to me outside of Barkley Goodrow basically sacrificing his shins the whole night was Jack Hughes is in the corner. I want to say this was in this first period. Maybe I'm wrong. Or second period, excuse me. And Jack Hughes was in the corner, and Nico Mikula, in probably the gutsiest slide I've ever seen a defenseman make, Oh, I remember. I know Jack Hughes had a yeah. Jack Hughes had already made his mind to pass it out front, and Mikola immediately read it and dove and blocked the pass, and it went back the other way. And I'm watching that, and I am just absolutely, I'm I'm not surprised. I'm just it's more of like a wow, like this is what we were waiting for, and not that they weren't doing that before, but obviously with playoffs, they you tend to get more out of your team and and that seems to be evident in this case um just a couple of other positive things i'll mention um 
you know, Igor obviously looked good. His angles were good. He was on a lot of his shots. The Rangers were really suppressing a lot of the Devils' chances. Like you said, they barely had, what, five good chances against the, the Rangers, and they looked pretty good. But the thing that I also liked, too, was the bounce-back ability to kind of, like, you know, not let the storm that's being thrown on them kind of get them out of a rhythm. Because that was always the thing with this team, at least during the regular season, is you know, they would get, you know, kind of this, you know, the storm thrown at them and then give up a couple of goals. They'd score a goal and then they give up another goal. But obviously playoff hockey tends to be a bit different. And it seems like they came up and they uh, they woke up and they decided to. Another thing, too, is the power play. You know, Ooh, that was good. The power, the power play, play was play, two for three. That was good. Two for three. Kreider with both the goals. Uh, somebody mentions as somebody mentioned this in the chat. I think it was uh coach that did maybe or i forget who but whoever did thank you for pointing this out because i realized it after looking at it so when you look at the way the devils were approaching the rangers power play they were heavily attacking the side that either mika or panarin would go to so that basically yep. leaves Kreider open in front of the net because this year they you know it wasn't as prevalent as it was the year prior when Kreider got 52 like almost a gajillion of his goals were you know, deflections. They were that run. exact same play that he scored <laughs> both of his goals on Ex- last night. Yeah, exactly. So the Devils were really focusing on the corner shots off the dot from Mika Panarin, and 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 you can't blame them because those you are have two... to cover them. You right. do. No, you really do. And and the thing that I like that they did too was they weren't sticking to one guy on one side. So Mika would move with Panarin, Panarin would move with Mika, and it would create kind of this will they or won't they kind of thing. But then you got Kreider standing out in front, who is probably the second best player in the league to like Pavelski and deflections. And nope. he ended up getting best, two. best player. He's better than Pavelski. You'd think so. You know what? I'm, because I'll go Kreider does that. a lot more than just stand. Well, I, this is going to, I'm incredibly biased here. Kreider's <laughs> presence is not just about deflections. It's about the screens. It's about reading the play and knowing exactly when to jump out of the way. Mm-hmm. And that's maddening for a goalie. Like he, oh, for sure, will be in front of a goalie's face, and then right, it, it feels like the puck is an inch away from him right as he steps out of the way, and the goalie can't see shit. No, and that's he's what a big Kreider guy does. Too. Or he'll just do what he did on his first goal, which is screen the goalie as Fox is getting ready to shoot and just shift and give Fox a target. Mm-hmm. Fox doesn't need much. He needs maybe what a, an inch size target, and that's and that's what it. he did. That's what Fox right. does. Mm-hmm. And, and the other thing about the power play is, as long as the Devils are focusing on Mika or Panarin, it's opening up options, and you know they're going to adjust in Game Two to cover more Kreider than Zibanejad, which opens up Zibanejad or opens up Panarin, and if they decide to cover both. Kreider in front and the left circle, guess what? It opens up the one-timer from the bumper spot. Mm-hmm. There are so many looks the Rangers can give them, and that's why they were practicing with Mika in the bumper, Panarin in the bumper, to mm-hmm. get everybody comfortable. And that way you have Kreider or Kane down low, and they can instantly feed the bumper slot for that TJ Oshie kind of play. You know, mm-hmm. when they do that tic-tac-toe where TJ yep. uh, Oshie's on his forehand and just rivals it, what, top shelf? Same mm-hmm. same concept, just the Rangers are finally able to do it because it's not, and no offense to Vinny Trocek, it's not Trocek there. It's Banajad or Panarin. Right. And 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 the also thing that you noticed that you noticed too with um, 
just just with the power play in general is that they're moving a lot more. You know, you even with Patrick Kane doing, I don't want to say the bare minimum because he did get to assist, but you notice that they're moving the puck a lot quicker. One of the issues that was really big with this team with the power play, especially with this very heavy skill and power play, is that they were kind of forcing things, not really moving around, kind of trying to force it to one spot. But with the way that they're doing things right now, they're opening more, you know, more spots. They're they're moving the defender skates around. They're they're allowing different opportunities for people to do different things. I won't be surprised, honestly, if they start covering the corners from Mika Panarin and Kreider, and they start feeding Patrick Kane. Say what you want about his hip. He definitely does. He can still fire a puck. You, yeah, it's all in the, and he has a very, he, apparently he has very strong wrists. Like he's very firm with it from what I've read and from what I've seen, obviously that's he can said. wire one. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. And it's evident of that. I, I was at the, uh, I was at a Capitals Ranger game. Uh, I want to say in March or just a little bit after they traded for him. And he, they were moving the puck very well on the power play that night. And he fired one from the point so hard that you can hear it from where I was sitting. Like it bounced off the pad really hard. It was like a, like a nice thud. So clearly he still has something in him. Obviously his mobility could be a big compromise, but he's still definitely a big asset on the power play there. So now moving on, I guess, to some of the negatives. What did you think were some of the negatives that, you know, because nothing is perfect and nothing is ever, you know. It's not even about perfection. It's just the Devils are a very good team. So the Rangers, our definition of perfection is just kind of survive at even strength. Right. And it's the Rob Luger formula, you know, decent enough 5v5 play, let special teams and Igor carry you, and that the formula – played out in game one. The Mm -hmm. one thing though, that was starting to get to me was around the seven or eight minute mark of the first period. The devils changed how they were for checking. Right. I noticed a little bit more subtle in the first period, but you really Mm -hmm. saw it in the second and the third. Generally speaking, Lindy Ruff runs a two, one, two, four check an aggressive four check and it disrupts, play in the defensive zone, leads to neutral zone turnovers, leads to rush chances against. The Rangers found a way around that in the first 10 minutes of the game with just Mm -hmm. quicker, shorter passes out of their own zone, which worked. The Devils adjusted, went to a little bit less aggressive 1-2-2 forecheck with the 4, the 2-2 in the neutral zone Mm -hmm. instead of the first... To, instead of F2 and F3, a little bit higher, you know, it, by the blue line. And the Rangers were just simply unable to get anything done through the neutral zone. They didn't adjust in game, whereas the Devils did. And this has been an issue with Gerard Gallant with me for a while, is he doesn't in game adjust very well. Mm-hmm. So that bothered me a lot because the Rangers were turning the puck over in the neutral zone, and it led to chances against. It didn't lead to as right. many rush chances because of the back-checking forwards, but there's only so many of those you can give up to Jack Hughes before he puts one in the net. Mm-hmm. And you he was got to make the Devils times. go 200 feet, and they weren't right. doing it. 
And 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 the thing that I noticed too was obviously, you know, with that change, it really turned down a lot of the two-on-ones the Rangers were really trying to shoot for because, you know, even I began to notice a little bit in the first period, the defensemen for the Devils were they're very aggressive generally. You know, I, I watch a lot of Devils games, unfortunately, but it is hockey. So, you know, it's always nice to see the enemy of your enemy is your friend. So I always watched them to lose. Nobody likes know- Jersey. There's nobody. Nobody's friends with Jersey. <laughs> that's it that's it. Yeah, that's true. Sorry to anybody um, who's from Jersey. I mean, I'm from Jersey, but that's I'm not a oh. Devils fan. Thankfully. Well, you suck. <laughs> well, hey, I root for the right team. So watch your watch your mouth, David. Um, Listen, a, a stopped watch <laughs> is right twice a day. So <laughs> I thought it was a, I thought it was a broken clock. But anyways, well, um, whatever. Same shit. <laughs> but, the, but back to the point I was trying to make is I noticed the Devils defensemen at the start were really aggressive and trying to get the puck deep because obviously they rely on, you know, that that four check, you know, with the speed that they're able to generate. Uh, and, you know, there was that two-on-one at the beginning. Um, I, I want to say it was shorthanded. My memory's eluding me, but it was basically um, Kreider and Mika on a two-on-one, and Kreider passed it. It bounced off the defenseman and hit the bar. wasn't like a major chance, but you saw a lot of that, and the Rangers were definitely exploiting that. But um, you're right, and I, I do agree with you on that, that the Rangers definitely did not adjust um, – in game, you can tell that they were beginning to feel the heat a little bit, but I guess the difference between these two teams is that, uh, you know, they're able to manage that better than others. Um, I still kind of, you know, I don't want to harp on Patrick Kane too much. Um, I would like to see a little bit more out of him. Maybe he's just trying to get the feel of it. I don't know exactly what he needs to get the feel of, but he did definitely made a lot of stupid passes. This I is knew a tough he was matchup for him. It, really it is. is. No, it really uh, is. Because if you think about it, he's got, what, a half a hip left? And he's... I know that when I was 34, 35, I had a lot of trouble. Well, that, that was, what, <laughs> prime CrossFit days for me. But <laughs> I had a lot of issues. If I were to tweak something, I it would take me, like, two, three weeks to really get over it. And he's dealing mm-hmm. with... What a fractured hip, a missing hip. He, need, he needs Just a hippiotomy about. or something. And <laughs> call those hip replacements, Dave. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> that. It's a major injury, and you kind of need your right. hips to play hockey. And devil, the Devils are quick. Now they're a good, fast team, so this is not a good matchup for him. Mm-hmm. And, and and the thing I noticed with him is you can tell it's not due to a lack of effort. You know, you can definitely tell that he's trying to make the play. Um. He's trying to set them up. He's trying to be engaged as possible, but you can tell something's limiting him. Limiting him. Excuse me. Oh, I got you know cotton mouth today. Um, another thing I noticed too that was kind of getting on my nerves um, is once the once the Devils began to really bear down, they were they were trying to throw home run passes from the far end of the defensive zone and try and blow past uh, some of the forwards, but the forwards were pushing in so much after a certain point that there was a lot of turnovers right over the blue line. Obviously it didn't really affect much because like you said, the forwards are back checking, but I noticed that they were trying to do a couple of home run passes and they were just kind of snuffed out and really snuffed out towards the end of the game. Um, and I'm going to disagree with you on this somewhat, um, even though I do agree with the fact that it may it, it, it's strange. I agree with that in the fact that the refereeing 
yesterday or game one will favor the Rangers, but it's also really annoying to see Jack Hughes get a penalty shot when Jacob Truba just kind of love tapped them or when Timo Meyer decides to throw his head back and snap his neck back like he's performing at like a, a dance recital or something. And it just I, I I'm not really I mean, one that, to complain. That's playoff hockey. That's the gamesmanship part of it. No, of course. It's just if you're gonna call a penalty, just make just make it right or just kind of make me believe, okay, well, this could at least somewhat be considered a penalty. I don't want a love tap on Jack Hughes's hands be considered a penalty. You know what I mean? This doesn't make sense to me personally, but I do understand the point that you are making in that if they begin to call everything, it throws the devils off and the Rangers get more opportunities, you know, on the power play, if they call it right, which they ended up doing for the most part. Also not a fan of the, them missing a call against K Andre Miller, uh, basically getting whacked in the face and bleeding and Oh, no call. No big deal. Oh yeah. That was, that annoyed me, but it, it didn't really impact the game and he's, you know, he's fine. Mm-hmm. But it was still. How do you miss an obvious four-minute penalty? Mm-hmm. And I feel like there should be a makeup call coming, but <laughs> not game to game. But again, right. calling the penalties like that—if they're doing it somewhat evenly for both sides—I don't mean like matching the number of penalties. I mean if you're calling a little love tap to Jack Hughes's hands then call a love tap to Panarin's hands, things like that. Right. If they're calling it consistently, again, this favors the Rangers. They Mm -hmm. have the better goalie. They have the better power play. And I, I think they have the better power play. That may have been something that is more of an opinion than a fact, because it's so tough to see what the Rangers power play is is because we're at full strength until what, like three games ago or two mm-hmm. games for the break or the two games for the season. And Holy crap. I cannot speak. You know <laughs> what I wanted to Dave, say? Dave, you know Dave, what Dave, I wanted Dave, to say? Trust me. It's one of those days. I get it. You're good. I do know what you're so, trying to say though. Uh, so we didn't really know what to expect. And that's maybe why they were working on it so much. And that's, you know, we spend so much time focusing on five versus five play that we forget game one, 23% of the game was a special teams game between Mm -hmm. the seven or eight penalties that were called. That's 23% of the game, right? The Rangers completely crushed that 23% of the game and the devils, while they dominated the quote unquote dominated the 77% of the game. It wasn't enough to make up for the 23% that they couldn't do shit with. Right. Zero shots on goal on four power plays. That's how good the Rangers penalty kill was. Right. And, and that's important, obviously, you know, for, for a team that likes to generate so much offense, you would think that that would be the first thing on their mind is just to try and throw stuff at the net, but they didn't obviously primarily due to the Rangers, you know, top defense, but you know, the, the analytics game can tell you so much as well as the eye test does. And, you know, you mentioned the Luker model, you know, it's basically survive in advance pretty much if you want to put it that way. So now 
with everything in perspective and the Rangers coming out really strong game one, obviously, you know, this was, this is one of those games that, you know, the experience is key. It was key because clearly the devils didn't know how to manage their emotions. And it was actually, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, this is basically similar to how game one started last year, except, except the Rangers obviously being a little more dynamic, were able to at least, weather the the penguins storm a little bit the penguins were all over the rangers last year at the start they were just absolutely making a mockery and then the rangers settled things down and they were able to get back into the game that obviously didn't happen with new jersey but you know with everything basically in the rear view mirror for game one and we kind of have an idea of what we're going to see i'll throw this to you obviously because you're the only one here but um fair do you think do you think that this game sets a specific tone for the entire series or do you think that ultimately it goes by a game by game basis you know in the past the rangers have never really i mean then again this is pretty much all for all playoff hockey but especially for the rangers it's always been kind of like a game by game basis the only time or the only times i can actually think about the rangers actually setting a tone early and running with it was the uh, 2000 and I want to say 17, no, 2015 series against the Penguins. And then I'll say there was another one I just had and I lost it. Um, but that series in particular, the Rangers just dominated. They lost game two, but they completely, you know, took over that series, won it in five. So do you think that this kind of presents how the rest of the series is going to go, or do you think that it'll go game by game? The devils will set some kind of tone in game two, and we're going to see kind of like a really big back and forth going forward. So I have to stay true to my prediction of Rangers in five. I like it. And I'm going to say it sets the tone, but not in the way that we're thinking that the Rangers are going to come out and win five, one every game. Mm -hmm. I think they know the devil's going to come out hot in game two and their game plan will be weather the storm and pick your chances, pick your opportunities, get a quick counter-strike goal. And again, put them on their heels. I think the first goal in game two really will have much more of an impact than the first goal in any other game. Mm -hmm. I still think the Rangers can win in five and there's a piece of me that wants to say they're going to come out, weather the storm in game two, and just go to MSG up to nothing. But the Devils are so good. I wouldn't be shocked if the game is much tighter. And the Rangers may not... And listen, saying the Rangers may not win game two isn't an, oh my God, I... I'm so pessimistic about the Rangers. It's the Devils are a good team, but I think the Rangers are going to, if they lose a game, it's going to be a lot closer than people think it's going to be. Like I'm talking a two, one game where Vanacek stands on his head. Mm -hmm. I don't think we're going to see the Devils run away with the game. I don't think we're going to see the Devils and Rangers get into a track meet. I think what we saw in periods two and three, where it was kind of slow. The Rangers couldn't get anything offensively. And while the Devils got chances, it wasn't many. 
I think the tone is more that special teams is going to win it. So I do think it's like a yes and a no kind of a question. I gave you a very yeah. long answer for a very simple question. <laughs> no, I think but it's, it's a it's yes true, and no. Though. It'll be a special teams based series, which obviously benefits the Rangers, but it'll be a different type of at least first period. Right. Well, that, that makes me think, uh, just going back to what I said, it basically kind of combines both of the things that I just mentioned, because now, you know, obviously we all know the devils are good as much as we don't like them. You know, you got to give credit where credit is due. They've assembled probably one of the fastest teams I've ever seen. And obviously Jack Hughes plays a big part in that, you know, you know, yes, per Brad Nico, he sure is no slouch, obviously too. The, the, the thing I'll say is this, it, it all depends on how well Gerard Gallant and his crew are going to coach up the players and how they respond to that. You know, I think they'll Rangers will win in six. I think the Devils win two games this series. I think so, honestly. I If it goes seven, I will be surprised, but then I won't because the Devils are good. But, you know, this one was important because... It you see this this is how I'm thinking, and this is this is a lot of what us Ranger fans, at least from the Ranger fans I've encountered in our chat and just on Twitter in general. Um we tend to uh not separate the regular season from playoffs. And in a lot of those regular season games, the devils were really aggressive towards what you know you would call uh older ranger defense quote unquote i guess you can say that or just the ranger defense that wasn't very good i'm using air quotes to say that for example the first game at msg when they lost i think it was like three two the devils were all over the rangers for like the first 10 minutes and everybody was all up in arms like oh the devils they're so you know oh, they're the greatest team ever yada 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 whatever you know and oh jack hughes which is you know well deserved of course but what a lot of people tend to forget is that the Rangers weathered the storm. And in all of the Ranger-Devil games throughout the regular season, it was really close. Just the Rangers were just not quick on defense like they were the other day. So a lot of fans, and even myself included, I was one of those that didn't separate that. But now that we're already past one and going into two, um, you can see how things can progress. And I think it all really depends on what... Gallant does and how the players respond. And I think me personally, they did set a tone. I don't think the Devils were expecting that. You know, they were so used to kind of throwing stuff at the Rangers and the Rangers just kind of falling that they did not expect that team. And obviously, you mentioned uh, a healthy Rangers team. And I think we'll get more of the same, like you said, second period kind of going into the third kind of game. Then again, who knows? Maybe the whole narrative of lack of experience kind of comes through and they don't know how to either reply back to that or they come back out strong and they actually give the Rangers some trouble. Who knows? So in a long roundabout way, I'm basically saying to both of my points can happen and it's pretty much a toss up because everything's up in the air at this point. So, so we basically both took a very roundabout way of answering a very <laughs> pretty much. Question. Yeah. All right. As much. long as I know it's not just me. No, no, no. Trust me. I'm a, I'm a broadcaster at heart, so that's part of my job to do that. <laughs> just to kind of say things to elaborate, but just kind of go a roundabout way of explaining what I said. So now, 
this is going to be a much shorter podcast than we normally do because we don't have questions. We didn't really. I actually have one question from. Oh, the you Discord, do. From oh, the Discord. Okay. So for okay. those who don't know, um, if you're subscribed to the Patreon, there is a Discord level where I'm a little bit more active than I would be on Twitter just because Twitter is becoming a fucking cesspool lately. My mentions are a disaster. <laughs> if you reply to me and I don't answer, it's because I had to mute a lot of i have to mute basically all notifications from people i don't follow so my apologies blame the assholes on twitter yep anyway all right so what's this question question was it came from mike silvers who has been a big supporter from day one from when we opened the patreon from honestly i'm not gonna say day one of the blog because that was what december 2008 but he's been a he's been a big supporter for a while and he asked should we be renaming the offensive zone penalty from a Pouliot to a Trocheck? <laughs> that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, that's a good question, actually. Um, <laughs> that's just, a great question. That is a great question because he has, he has legitimately one fucking game as, <laughs> as a Ranger, and he took a penalty, an offensive zone penalty in the first minute and a half. It, so it's a it, great question. It also just like un- unearthed something that I completely forgot about, <laughs> which is why I'm cracking up right now because that's a really good question. Thank you, Mike, for that. Um, I wouldn't say that just yet. I, maybe give him another game. If he does it game two, then yeah. <laughs> but I mean, that <laughs> that's it, 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 oh, I'm floored by that. That's that's fantastic. <laughs> So he actually added some context. Okay. Um, he's taken a lot of them in the season and has the most penalties on the team. Uh, he gets irritated that he took an early one last night, which is – that was not a good time to take a penalty and it really no, could have no, put no, the no, Rangers in the not. ass. And that's a very good point. Um, I I don't know how I feel about it. I, I – Maybe it's because I've been a little bit disconnected from the team in the regular season because once it was clear they were making the playoffs and once it was clear that they were kind of mailing it in in March, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, what are we watching right now? We're not even seeing what they can do. Right. Load management, Now we see what they can do. It's the playoffs, and we saw (laughs) what they can do to to a very good Devils team. So Mm -hmm. I don't know how I feel about the Trocheck in the regular season offensive zone penalties but that was a really dumb fucking penalty to take <laughs> no it really was and and it, like you said it could have been something to bite them in the rear end um early game penalties are not fun in the sense that you know it kind of you know throws off the mojo as we've mentioned before um i think they'll be a little bit more disciplined and I, now this might be a dumb question on my part. They keep the same ref crew for the entire series, I would imagine, or do they still rotate them out like they do in the regular season? That's something I, I'd have to double check with. But if they do end up keeping the same uh, referee crew, which I would imagine that they would, would they, or do they? Uh, I I probably know the answer to this, and they I, should. They should yeah. so that it's at least consistent. You know what refs you're getting each game, game in, right. game out. They should. I don't know if they do. Well, but either way, if if they do, I feel like they do. Please, if anybody tell me that I'm wrong, if this is not something that I've really looked into lately. Um, so I apologize if I come off a bit ignorant on that. But if they do end up keeping the same referee crew, then I, I would imagine that 
they would not be as aggressive with the stick because they'll call everything at this point. And then again, that also favors the Rangers, but in the same token, it's kind of like a double-edged sword to begin with. So that is a good question. Thank you very much for that question, Mike. I'm not going to stop thinking about Benoit Pouliot now. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> what a and listen, great one-season find the Rangers listen, had. Oh, that, that was one thing that that team was just really good at getting, was just getting people to fill out those bottom six roles. And I thought, Ben, at the start, I thought it was a dumb signing, honestly. Because, you know, I'd seen him on his Montreal days and he was at Minnesota. And I thought, oh, this guy's a this guy's a scrub. Like, you know, first round pick. I saw him when he got drafted, and it's like, oh, like then he turns out he plays well with, you know, Broussard and Zuccarello, and they make like probably the best line offensively I've seen since, you know, Straka, Nylander, and Yager, pretty much. So that was fun. Um so yeah, so I think that's pretty much it. Is there anything else that we missed, Dave, or anything else that you'd like to mention? Because I really don't think there's much else. I mean, if you, I, I don't know if you want to do predictions or not for the game. Um, I am really, not opening up that fucking can. Yeah, I don't big, do that. <laughs> I'm not a big predictions guy myself. I don't really. I try to bet, and my bets are terrible. Um, <laughs> oh, I actually hit my bet for game one, and I thought I was going relatively aggressive with it i did rangers money line over four and a half goals and Kreider to score 125 bucks yeah well didn't jack hughes seal it for you i'm guessing that was the case uh the jack hughes penalty shot did seal it for me (laughs) so i wasn't overly upset about that one because at that point the rangers had it in the bag i think hughes's goal came with like five or six minutes left yeah and the rangers had a three goal lead with the way igor was playing i wasn't overly concerned I wasn't about to put that into the public space because, no, of course not. again, like I mentioned, Twitter's a fucking cesspool. Um, no offense to the people <laughs> who are nice on Twitter. I, again, apologize uh, for the, unfortunately, 95% of people that are assholes on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I was happy that he scored because it won me 25 bucks, and I knew the Rangers were going to win anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, usually my bets are shit, though. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't necessarily do well with bets. Like, I'll say this quick story and then we'll wrap up the, the program here. So I was um at a at a parlay. Uh, I had Tage Thompson scoring for the Sabres. I had Sidney Crosby scoring for the Penguins. I think they were playing each other at the time. And then the Rangers were playing. And I had Kreider and Zibanejad to score. And then I had Moneyline Bruins. Uh, and then I had Marchand. Bergeron and Pasternak all scoring. Pasternak scored. Actually, yeah, Pasternak scored. And I thought, oh, it's going to be easy because Boston was playing Arizona and Boston at that time. They were, I think it was probably late, you know, mid-December, you know, thinking, oh, yeah, I'm going to, you know, oh, this is going to be a shoe in Boston, Arizona. Mika and Kreider didn't score. Tage Thompson didn't score. Sidney Crosby didn't score. The Penguins lost because I had and I had the Penguins winning too against Buffalo. And then Boston. Not only did Marchand and Bergeron not score, but the Bruins and the Coyotes went to overtime and they lost. So Oof. I was SOL Oof. by like nine forty-five at night, ten o'clock. I was SOL, and it was just I. Lo- I had to look at myself and I had to say. Don't ever bet on things again that you know are going to suck or don't ever have that much confidence because it's not going to work out for you. 
So I only any... have confidence in my DFS lineups. I do not have any confidence in my actual betting lineups. I can't do that. But anyways, so with that being said, after our, you know, Dave and I chatting about our betting stuff, um, shorter our than usual podcast consistently. Yeah, yeah, true. Shorter than usual podcast. We wanted to get something out there before game two. Uh, we we hope that the Rangers can continue on to delight us, but we all know this is going to be a tough series. So for all of us here live at the Blue Seats, thank you very much for watching. Thank you for everyone who takes the time out to listen and read the website. My name is JL. This is Dave. Rob and Becky will be back with us soon enough. That's if Becky hasn't destroyed all the Prudential Center tomorrow or later today. And uh, we will see you soon. Let's go Rangers and let's hope for a game to win.